At first, there was drama and morbid excitement. All the morose trimmings that come with the early stages of mourning and grief. People came over. They brought pre-cooked food, wrapped and marinating in flavours. Flowers from the fancy florist and other small appropriate gifts. They wore black, respectfully, to both of your funerals. Dark, smart clothing on a grey day to a brutalist crematorium. And dark, sullen moods to a flat we once shared where remnants of your dead skin were still in the carpet. Now that you're both gone, I'm struggling to decipher which thread of grief belongs to each of you. It's a wiry, tangled mass in my chest, like those metal scourers you use to scrub stubborn pans. Each coarse steel strand is more tightly coiled than the last, and when amassed tightly in your hand, it's soft to touch. Only when a single strand frays loose is it sharp and painful. I think that's why it's easier to keep you both matted together. After your elusive departure, my friends pretended they didn't have plans for the weeks that followed. They came over with wine. People fussed over me, and when I sat down at a table, there always seemed to be a spare seat where you would have sat. A sign now for my misery, so plain to see, as if it were wearing a large red hat. At the beginning, grief and tragedy are ripe dinner party fodder. Her father died. It's such a horrible story. He had a nasty fall and was left brain damaged, completely out of the blue. There one day, gone the next. That's just awful. Yeah. It completely paralysed him. He was in and out of consciousness for months, so they weren't really sure how much was, you know, going on up there. It's so sad. Terrible. It's much easier to empathise with the unpleasantness of a recent tragedy. Proximity to the present is the real marrow. Lurking in the corner of your reality, you feel it in the room, and the fear is that it could decide to pick you next. In order to preserve yourself... You must hold it up in your hands and acknowledge its very horribleness. Tell someone about it and a bid for it to stay far away from you for as long as possible. Because pain gets us all in the end, doesn't it? We all must suffer eventually. The only question is, when? Oh no, he left her. Did you not hear? He just got up and went one day, no explanation. He just walked out the door and she's heartbroken. In an absolute hell of a state. We've been talking on the phone, but it's like she's run out of things to say. I'm relieved when they stop asking me how I'm feeling, leaving me to indulge myself under a cloak of shame. Much unlike horror, the best way to prevent shame from attaching itself to you is by ignoring it entirely. Better in than out. Breakups and death are commonplace and you're accustomed to the ritual surrounding them. You watch them in films, you read about them in books. The retellings of an old, timeless narrative in which one etches out one's humanity. You know what to do with the anguish that immediately seeps from an ending. Sudden or slow, you have been taught. It's the ongoing and ebbing sadness that continues afterwards that we all find a little dull. Unworthy of a story, perhaps. Were we really in love or did I just imagine it all that time? Of course he loved you. That was clear to everyone. We all saw it. I should have done more when my dad was ill. 
You did what you could. You did your best. Why did he have to go? Why did who have to go, Matilda? I am immovable in its dark swamp. Stuck. A stuckness so suffocating, a paralysis so ubiquitous that I almost forget to breathe. There's only so long those who love you can dampen their own happiness out of sensitivity for your misfortunes. Eventually they must resume their lives. So I smiled when they told me they'd met someone. I raised my glass to their promotion and celebrated their new show. I clapped my hands when they got engaged, and I didn't mention that a diamond was an unethical symbol of male ownership. I didn't even begrudge ordering a Virgin Mary on a Sunday afternoon when she got pregnant and he stopped drinking to support her. I kept partaking in their happiness, and the waves of joy that swell from their lives keep me going, making sure that my sadness doesn't strangle me. The swamp engulfing me entirely as I let out a final loud burp of disdain. <laughs>